That, that was at the end of 2019, we, we were 7 million, and, and now we've just gone over um, 10 million. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. You want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is James Isolay. He's the CEO and founder of Cognizm, a B2B SaaS company, which was recently voted one of the top 25 startups in the UK by LinkedIn. Before founding Cognizm, James was employed as an algorithmic trader. James has a master's of engineering and information systems engineering from Imperial College of London. James, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, for sure. All right. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me to the show. You bet. Algorithmic trading. So did you get like super rich, you know, sh- carving milliseconds off of trades be- by installing hardware close to the stock exchange? Not quite. Uh, I was a I was a Swiss utility when I was doing the algorithmic trading, um, so so I was doing kind of a bit more slower stuff. Um, but but it, it was it was good fun. I, it was initially I thought it was my dream career, but um, but then I realized that it it, it wasn't. You know, it, it it was sitting behind a desk all day mm-hmm. long, which I'm a bit more of a social person, so it wasn't for me really. So what is cognizant? So Cognizant, we help businesses find and engage new business in the in the B2B space. So we're providing uh, global contact data, so mobiles, direct dials, B2B emails, and and then the tools to engage that data to create new business. So And we've also just recently acquired a, a business in Germany called Mailtastic, which is a email signature marketing platform. And that really ties back to getting those prospects engaged um, to help increase uh, conversions. Um, when I hear about an acquisition like that and the space you're in, what I really hear is it's a data play. It, it allows you to make sure yeah. you have enriched, in, you know, enriched contact data, etc. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so that's part of it. You know, part of uh, when, we, when, I'm, when we're looking at acquisitions, what we're also looking for are tools that help us to uh, inform our data asset and to improve our data quality. Mm-hmm. And that acquisition was done back, I believe, on May 11th of this year. So fairly recently. Yeah. Um, how did right. you meet the founders? Tell me how the acquisition went down. Yeah, but pretty much everything was done because it was COVID, and then we had to had all the country lockdowns as well. So it was a really interesting time to do uh, to do uh, an acquisition. Uh, we met them just before. Uh, the country lockdowns had happened, so we were able to travel and meet them once. But then everything was done over Zoom, um, and so we did all of all of it over Zoom. And it, you know, it's funny because in Germany, you know, you have to actually go to the notary and actually have the whole uh, contract uh, spoken out. Even uh, you meant to actually have representatives to sit there and listen to the entire contract spoken out. But they made an exception because of COVID, um, oh, so wow. we were able to do everything remotely. Yeah, it was, that's it was, that's it incredible. Was, Okay, so that closed earlier this year. Um, and it, give me a general sense. How would you guys pay for Mailtastic? 
Um, in total, uh, you know, I believe like in total, it was around about uh, four million. I think it was about okay. four million. And how do you structure that? I mean, you you obviously have some scale, but you're not like you don't have hundreds of millions to throw around. Was it an all stock deal, all cash? Was there an earnout? How do you? Structure it, it, was it? A, it was a mix of a mix of stock and a mix of cash. Okay, got it. And how do you, as a startup founder, sell? the mailtastic founders on taking your stock instead of more cash. You have to have to sell a vision to them, get them to believe in your, your vision. And we, we've had an incredibly fast growth rate. So, you know, we, we grew in, in 2019 from like two to 7 million. Um, so, you know, we've got an amazing revenue engine. I mean, that, that's the heart of our company really is, is, um, you know, an incredible inside sales engine, um, and, and great, great, uh, marketing engine as well. Um, and so, we, we could sell them the, the fact that they would grow faster with us. I think in Europe in particular, there's a lot of great product companies that have, um, you know, don't have the capital to grow and have, um, but, you know, like generally weak, um, you know, don't, don't have the investment in the sales team. Um, and also in their, in their home markets, it's, it's usually a little bit tougher than, say, in the UK or US markets, both, both of which we have access to. Mm-hmm. So just to be clear, you finished 2019 with a run rate of $2 million and you've just recently passed a $7 million run rate. But we just got, we've just yeah that that was at the end of 2019 we we were seven million and and now we've just gone over um, ten million. That's great. Okay, so I got I got my math wrong. Then you finished 2018 with two million, 2019 yeah. with seven million, and now you're yeah. you're passing ten million, eight hundred thirty grand a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the, this month we did about um, 750k of net new business. So so we're kind of getting back. Yeah, so we're getting back to that kind of just pre where we were pre COVID. Um, we had a little bit of a hit. Um, you know with the with everything that happened with um, COVID for one month, but we've consistently grown and consistently hit our, our targets every month. Mm-hmm. Walk me through what happened in COVID again, 2018, you're 2 million, 2019, you hit $7 million run rate, December, that's, you know, call it eight, nine, 10 months ago, COVID then sort of hits. You've only added about 2 million over the past 10 months. What co- impact did COVID have on that growth? Um, I, So, uh, well, I suppose, yeah, yeah, we were, we're kind of at 3 million, right? Uh, the, the, I guess the, um, what really happened, um, churn, I guess like customers that we had that, um, were in the recruitment and the event space in particular got re- really heavily hit. Um, I think, you know, in particular in the UK now, you know, those types of, you know, we, we've had you know, a complete lockdown. Um, and then we've gone back just recently in the last couple of weeks uh, into lockdown. Um, so, so, you know, the, the, those businesses are heavily hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I suppose like when we had started in, uh, 2017, we, you know, we, we had a, like a focus on SMB businesses. So of course SMB businesses have been particularly, we've been moving up, um, consistently, you know, away from the, the smaller companies up um, to, you know, uh, larger employee companies. But, you know, that was part of like a large part of our custom base and that part of that custom base has been hit particularly hard as well. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of that, um, it's got, uh, like a portion of that is coming back, but you know, the, the you know, the, that was, that was the main hit. And then it was also just the disruption of going from in office to work from home. Um, and so we've made that transition now of actually being able to effectively manage a remote sales team. But initially, you know, that was a bit of a shock to our system um, of actually, you know, because because we had a, a like a great office culture and, a, you know, great, great team in office. Yep. No, it's a tough thing to balance, obviously. The nice thing is you're still getting growth. And yeah, to your point, call it two and a half, three million in new AR over the past, call it 10 or so months. Um, yep. You've raised capital, obviously, along the way. Tell us about that. So, yeah, we've raised in total about 23 million from a mix of European and US investors. Um, so we, we still got a a very healthy cash balance from that um but yeah um you know it, it, it initially 
we um had uh, investors from uh, mainland Europe, um, from from um, Switzerland, and from um, actually from the Balkans, um, uh, like a fund from um, uh, the, um, the like the Balkan fund, and then mm-hmm. uh, we got funded by uh, UK investors, angel investors, and then uh, more recently from uh, a big uh, US VC called Peakspan, and and then from AXA Investment Partners, um, which are also European based. So break that down for me. You did ten million with Peakspan in July of 2019. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and then twelve million from AXA just just in March this year. Yeah, and that was a mix of like primary and secondaries. Yeah, tell me, some folks don't understand what secondary means. How's that work? Um, so basically, it's employee existing employees or existing investors selling their shares, um, you know, for a, a small discount to um to 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 an investor. So that it's a great way to get liquidity, and it's becoming a bit more common. So if you want liquidity at an earlier stage, uh, you know, that's that's actually becoming an option now. Where was it, you know? From my understanding, it wasn't much of an option even just a few years ago, but now it's, it's, it's you know, uh, funds are getting more um, used to offering it. And, and why why would folks on your team do that if they know your financials and see you're growing so fast, especially considering the tax consequences of cashing out a portion of their shares? Yeah, I mean, speaking to some of my angel investors, angel investors, especially from the, from the UK, um, a lot of their angel investments have just died. Um, and so actually getting any sort of money out oh. from an investment uh, is great, you know, um, so they're very ecstatic just to, to actually see any sort of return from a, from a, from a seed stage investment. Um, uh, I, I think, you know, just generally, you know, all everybody in the team is is pretty much a, a first time in startups, like none of us are experienced um, entrepreneurs. Um, and so just getting some liquidity to, to get a lifestyle balance, um, you know, was, 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 it was a great opportunity to, you know, um, I, I suppose like get, cash it get a bit of a cash and uh, and buy some of the things that you wanted in life right yeah about what portion of the 12 million ended up going to secondary uh, uh totally it was about five million oh, okay okay so not 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 was that 30 40 percent something like that yeah yeah yep okay not, not bad and the rest of that obviously just sort of infusing the company you mentioned healthy cash balance today buy yourself some runway during COVID. obviously it was probably a main priority help us understand what team looks like today how many folks uh, in total, we're 179 people, so it's a very large number. But we have a lot of people in the Balkans. Um, so you know, we uh, we have like a large data research team in, in Macedonia, and on our all our engineers are in Croatia, um, in, in a place called Zadar, and some are in Zagreb. And then our sales and marketing team are in the UK, and then we've got a small office in New York, um, and and one person in Vancouver. What does the, what's the total monthly expense for just the team in Macedonia? Just so we get an idea. Um, oh, uh, uh, in terms of in expense, I mean, it, uh, I would say it's not, I mean, it, it, typically, um, like we're paying about, um, you know, 500 euros per person that like an, an average for, you know, so that's kind of the average price I'd have to, per, have to month, check per month. Exact. Yeah, per month. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it's very. I mean, when, when we when I looked at it, it was cheaper than having hires, say, in India. Um, yep. And you know, they speak; they're on the same time zone. Uh, like everybody's fluent in English, um, so you know, it, it's it's a very cost-effective location. And part of like our, you know, like I said, one of our first backers was a, a firm called SC Ventures, South Central Ventures, um, who who are. Um, you know, in, from that region, uh, and you know, part of it is creating jobs in in that region. Um, so it was a really great fit for us to get take funding from them, and then also to uh, build a base there. So you know, it um, it, like, it was a double bonus, really. And so, how many people are now are on the team there? Uh, I believe it's a like in both regions, it's about sixty. 
Okay, about 60. Yeah. Okay, great, great, great. And now to help me understand this, so there's a, a crunch base as you guys have raised 50 million. That's obviously not accurate or I'm I missing something. Say, yeah, I asked that to be corrected. <laughs> yeah. There's like a double count there. So I'm like, I think, uh, I'm like yeah. they've got this series be counted like 20 times. Um, yeah. Got it. Because then I was going to give you shit. I was going to say, you've only built a $9 million company and you've raised like 60 million, 6X that. That's not really capital efficient, but you're much more capital efficient than what that shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I asked for that to be corrected, but it hasn't. I'll, I'll chase them. <laughs> <laughs> there, no worries. We got the we got the right story here. Now that's all that matters. So sixty people uh, in those locations, one seventy nine on the team total. And so, how many engineers would you consider on the team? Uh, we have like fifteen coders, and we have twenty four with DevOps, which includes QA as well. Like twenty four with DevOps and QA. Okay, and how many folks in our team carry a quota? Um, uh, I would uh, so I would say like carry a qu- carrying quota. Um, Uh, I would say that's around about um, 12 right now. So guys, up until April of this year, I used to pay a full-time designer $3,000 per month to handle things like blog images, podcast logos, slide decks, and things of that nature. And then a guy named Russ Perry came on the show. You guys might remember it. His company's called Design Pickle. And it shocked me when he told me he's basically bootstrapped to 18 million in revenue, serving 3,000 customers. What it is, is they set up a Slack channel for you full of designers. You post design projects and boom, you get results. They do the designs for you. In fact, it is also way cheaper than having someone full-time. I now happily pay for the past three months for Design Pickle. I pay $1,000 per month and they're so quick turning all my keynotes around, blog posts, featured images, logos, you name it, they do it very quickly. So I said, Russ, we've got to give a deal to my audience. What can you do? And he said, well, Nathan, we saw so many downloads from the show. We'll give your folks 50% off for a limited time. That's $200 in savings. But again, the offer does expire. So if you want to try to get basically a full-time designer, but for just $200 per month, go to nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle right now. Again, that's nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle. And James, should I dig deeper here at the top of the show? You said what you, one of the things you feel like you're very good at is your is your sort of revenue motion. I mean, should I dig deeper yeah. on how you built the sales team? Sure. Yeah. You can get so sure. how'd you so how'd you build it? Right. So let's just start with like a number and then work backwards. Right. What do you set quota at relative to their full on target earnings based plus commission? Um. So oh, so in terms of the the actual quota, I mean, um, right now uh, our uh, uh, like uh, so, it, in terms of the actual BDMs uh, or what you, I guess you call account executives, um, they have like a minimum target of around about eight thousand uh, dollars of um, quota that they're meant to be bringing in per month. Um, so uh, that that's and then in terms of commission, we're just about to change our commission model right now. It's it's you know I've been told it's very generous, um, <laughs> and and we we kind of set targets. We, we you know we've we've been setting targets so that you know. It, Generally, like all, almost all of our reps always hit their hit, hit their targets, so we're quite generous on the targets, and we're getting getting a little bit tougher uh, now on, on terms of targets. So um, yeah, but it's it's around it's eight thousand minimum that they need to to hit. So like last month, how many reps hit hit your quota? Uh, all of them hit quota. Okay, so you had, so that's obviously not good. <laughs> you want to <laughs> you want to be a little bit tougher. Yeah. yeah. So and then you said your commission's generous. I mean, some usually you hear something like thirty percent or something like that. What is your commission at right now? Oh, it's before ten. Th- okay, maybe we're not that generous. Ten <laughs> percent <laughs> of monthly or annual? Uh, of, of 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 monthly. Yeah. Got it. So if a quote is hitting their eight thousand in new MRR target every month, they're basically a- adding eight hundred dollars of a month to their to their comp, basically ten percent of eight k. 
yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Okay, got it. What were you going to say? It sounds like you were going to say something else there. No, no, no. Yeah. That's okay, right. got it. So commission's 10%. And how long, here's a big question, how long do you pay that commission? Is it every month for 12 months or 24 months or what? Yeah, it's every month for 12, for 12 months. Okay, so if a customer stays longer than 12 months, your margin automatically increases because you don't have to pay commission anymore. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. How long are customers staying? Um, I mean, uh, uh, generally, um, uh, like it, yeah, in terms of uh, the total time that they're staying, um, uh, I mean, yeah, um, that would be, uh, I, I, mean, I say like in, in general, it's around about 14 months. Um, uh, I mean, but we have customers that are staying a lot longer, a lot longer than that. Um, Maybe a better question is like, what's your monthly yeah. revenue churn? Um, our, um, so our net retention, um, our net retention is around 85% right now and it's moving towards it 90%. Oh, James, that's really poor. That's a very poor net retention metric. Why is that so low? Um, I mean, it's, I think it's quite typical in our industry. I mean, well, cause in the, in the, like for, for Meltastic, for instance, our, our net retention ratio is, you know, um, over 110%. Well, that's um, great. In, yeah. Um, but for the, for uh, in prospecting tools, you know, for, for like, I suppose in, in the data business, um, like a net retention rate of around 85% is, you know, to my understanding from the history of the industry, quite c- common. Um, so we have a very fast sales cycle and, you know, also uh, we have returning, like a lot of those customers will like customers that churn out will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they, they, they treat the service as almost transactional. And so then they come, they, 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 they return. So it's, it's, um, you know, um, as far as, you know, my understanding and knowledge of the industry is quite a common, it's like a, a common kind of, um, well, I mean, metric. we just saw zoom info go public, right. They're obviously much larger, more mature, etc. They've been around for, you know, much longer. And, you know, they're at like 120 in terms of net revenue retention. Right. So you would put them in your space, right? Yeah, I would put them in a space. I think that, that that figure really applies to more the enterprise uh, clients. And if you actually look at their SMB net retention or their mid market, then, then I think it's, it's more towards our figure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, according to the S1, you know, they basically brought it, broke it down by three cohorts. Um, They also broke it down though, by just as a, as a, on a revenue basis across the entire business. And it came out to call it like 110, 120, but look, you'll get there. I mean, that's why you go do an acquisition like Mailtastic. You'll do more of this and it'll become stickier and stickier over time. Um, How many... Part of that is we started in that SMB space, right, and and um, and then we've moved up towards, um, you know, uh, moving towards enterprise right now. Yeah. Um, so that that's part of the story. How many customers are you currently serving? Um, in in total, over a thousand, if you include the Meltastic clients. Okay. okay, got it. So I mean, so so what are they paying on average per month then? Um, in total, um, like our ACV right now is about fourteen thousand uh, per um, per year. Got it. Got it. So that means ARPU is calling like, you know, a thousand, eleven hundred range, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Okay. Got it. And do you think you'll, I mean, do you think you'll break a $10 million run rate by the end of the year? You got three more months. Oh no, we're, we, so we've already, we've already gone over 10 million. So we're, we're over 10 million now. Oh, got it. Um, and, 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 um, we should finish this year at 11.5 and then next year, you know, I, I'm, I'm certain with the kind of metrics that we've got that we'll get, we'll be at 20 at the end of next year. Interesting. Um, that kind of confidence to me goes, oh, he, he, he's putting a deck together. He's about to go raise more capital. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, we, we, I mean, I, I, we always have like a deck ready. 
Um, but you know, I'm just quite solid on our metrics. And then the the other thing is that we're aiming to increase our ACV. You know, it was at 11k, now it's at 14k, and you know, the aim is to get it towards the 28k. Um, and we're releasing like you know, uh, we, you know, we, we know what we need to do in terms of product strategy to get there. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And um, how much are you burning per month right now? Um, actually, only you know, right now at the moment, it's only about 200k uh, per month that we're oh, burning. The net, so, that's net so burn, we, right? Yeah, that's that's net burn. Yeah, that's yeah, not so, that's yeah. actually not that that's not that bad. So, I mean, you're that money that you raised. I mean, you've got you know, call it 10 million, basically. Well, five million of the 12 was secondary. So you've got what six or seven still sitting in the bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And so, and so we're doing. Um, you know, I think COVID actually helped us get way more efficient. So we didn't need an office anymore. Like, um, you know, it, it, it slowed our kind of headcount growth. Um, so the, there was a lot of positive effects, I say, from from COVID and just making us more efficient in terms of how we worked. Um, so and, you know, we really have an engine now where we can just put more money into headcount in terms of SDRs or into marketing and then get more growth. Um, so it's just really a question of like, you know, how much we want to put the foot down on the pedal at the moment. Yeah, I won't push you harder than this sort of high level question because it's obviously sensitive information. But when you did do the twelve million dollar round, did you guys break a hundred million dollar valuation, or do you think that'll be your next round? Um, oh, I, I, yeah, I think that'll be our next our next round. Got uh, it. So you had to have been flirting with it though. You got to have been pretty close on the twelve million. Uh, fairly close, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good. All right, James, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one favorite business book. Um, the hard thing about hard things by uh, Ben Horowitz. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, I, of course, uh, Henry Shook uh, from um, Zoom Info. Uh, <laughs> of course, um, I, I just I like the, they have an incredible revenue machine, and also just their path to IPO through org- organic and inorganic growth is uh, you know something to, to be studied. Um, it's a heck yeah. of a it's a heck of a story in the use of debt when you look at the Zoom Info acquisition and how they pulled that exactly. off. It was incredible. Exactly. Number number three, what uh, what's your favorite online tool for building your company besides your own? I say Gong. I like Gong. Um, I also Slack, actually. Gong and Slack. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep you get every night? About six. Okay. And situation, James? Married, single kids? Uh, yeah, married. Uh, two, two girls, 13, 11, and one boy, three years old. Oh, wow. And how old are you? I'm 42. 42. Take us home. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, knew? Um, I, I would say, actually, um, like uh, the doing a startup you know like actually uh taking more risk um away from you know i, I suppose like when i graduated it was the, the the path was to go into investment banking which is what i did and then i became a you know developer a trader um you know i think if i um would have i would have taken more risk and actually gone jumped into startup world earlier um because i just love it it's, it's like you know, it's, it's just so much fun Guys, Cognizm.com, a great prospecting tool. They've just passed $10 million in annual recurring revenue. We'll finish this year with $11.5 million with eyes on $21 million in 2021. They're serving over 1,000 customers. They raised $23 million bucks to do it. Their last run of $12 million, bucks, $5 million of that was secondary, but the rest basically still, in the, still sitting in the bank because they're just burning, call it $200,000 per month right now. Maybe do another round in 2021. We'll see what happens. Team of 179 people, big data team in Macedonia, uh, and another team in Croatia of developers, 24 engineers total, 12 quota carrying sales reps about to change the commission structure to get a little more aggressive there. $8,000 a new MRR per month is quota for those AEs as James continues to scale the company. James, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.